This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host here, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was a good weekend. I worked uh, one of the days, but I had yesterday off. Spent it with uh, my cousin Andrew and his fiancée, Samantha. Went down to Denver. It was a good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, Mondays are always a little weird day. You know, I I use my Mondays or uh, my weekends to sleep in a little bit, get caught up on sleep, and then obviously trying to get back into that routine on Monday. It's always a little tough, but uh, spent time with the boys myself and uh, had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, they go back to Southern California next weekend, so uh, got as much done as possible, but uh, glad to hear you had a good weekend as well. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I always wish you could have the the two days off in a row, which would be cool, but, uh, you know... That's not the business I'm in, so uh, I'll take one out of two. Not bad. So hey, at least you get your Sundays from when football comes back. Yeah, if if For it now. comes back, we'll we'll find out. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's kick things off. I'm going to ask you a question, like I do every day. Now, obviously, with uh, everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus and especially the business that you're in. We're seeing shortages of certain items. Um, can you recall certain things that you're seeing shortages of, maybe not just within Costco, but outside of Costco as well? Yeah, well, I'm at Costco more times than not. So uh, Clorox wipes, KS disinfectant wipes. Uh, this last week we ran out of paper towels again. We're running. We're out of Charmin. We're running low on KS bath tissue again. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden we're running out of those uh, paper towels and toilet paper, but uh, the disinfectant wipes has been a huge thing since the beginning. Like that legit has been the gold, you know, that's been the money one that's just constantly out. Oh, I know. I, I go once a week and every time I try to keep an eye open, so I'll I'll grab them and, and uh, they don't send very much, which is the, which is the crazy thing. No, they don't send very much. (laughs) What about, uh, have you heard about like coin shortages and aluminum shortages, things along those lines? I have heard, I haven't heard of the aluminum uh, shortage, but I have heard the coin shortage. I have heard of that. It doesn't affect us where we're at. Most people pay with card anyways, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we seem to be still doing okay with coins. So, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, Here's a shortage that you may not have heard about. Of course, you know, may not have made its way to the U.S. yet. But 
A, spor <laughs> a sperm bank in southwestern China has been in desperate need for male citizens to donate their sperm and help solve its semen shortage. The fertility clinic in Yunnan province said that they were struggling to help wannabe parents after the number of volunteers dropped drastically due to the coronavirus outbreak without going into details. The problem was also heightened by the poor quality of semen as only 20% of people were qualified donors, according to one of the doctors there. Now, sperm donation is used to help people start families when they can't have children of their own naturally. If, for example, a male partner is infertile, if both parents are women, or if the mother is single. The Chinese health facility said that they could only help 30 couples with the amount of sperm it had in reserve. It has seen only 170 people signing up for their task this year so far, nearly 60% less than last year when it saw about 400 volunteers. Now, if you do want to travel to China, if you can make it to China, the whole process would take about eight months, according to Dr. Lee. The volunteer, however, will be warded up to 5,000 won, or about uh, $550 U.S. Uh, for the donation. So, uh, yeah, you get paid well. It takes eight months, but, uh, you know, if you're a guy in a good position, you can certainly help things out a little bit, I guess. Did you say get paid in Juan? <laughs> Y-U-A-N, yes. Oh, yeah, dirty, dirty. I go down to the clinic and I get a spummy, spummy, ready for you. Get the ping, ping all pregnant. Ready to go on a Monday morning. I'm going to knock you up, little friend. <laughs> yeah, Juan is their uh, uh, um, currency, not Juan Pablo, uh, no, who makes I, a guest I'm appearance sorry, every once like, in a while. It was like Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was like the code word of the day, and it just triggers something in you. Triggers, I, I say. I know. And unfortunately, we have to uh, drop the disclaimer that Tony is allowed to do that because he is uh, Filipino. And uh, unfortunately... And I have the sex head white teeth. Exactly. Well, folks, it is Monday. Let's go ahead and talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. I hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. Well, since there are Mondays, we do have to do a show, but we have a good one lined up for you. It is Put It In Your Mouth Monday. We have a segment called You Should Have Learned. Our call-in topic today is your last meal. Pretend you're on death row. What would you choose for your final meal? Employers rejects. We have This Day in History. And up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Kershaw Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. Now, we've set up a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and the watchers, a chance to call in and leave a message on any topic whatsoever. You can chime in about something we've talked about. You can let us know your feelings for that day. It doesn't matter. Just keep it entertaining. To get a hold of us on the Phoenix line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We will compile those together in a future show and uh, put them together for a segment and put them out from there. 
Now it is the second segment of the show, and Tony is here as he does each and every day with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, July 27th, 2020. And here's your Filippo Fast Five, where I tell you five headlines that don't need to have an article behind them. Jump the gun uh, on the button there. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. You were sonic quick there. Uh, John Saxon of Nightmare on Elm Street and Enter the Dragon passed away over the weekend at age 83. Bummer. Regis Philbin also passed away at 88. Um, not sure what John Saxon passed away of, but uh, Philbin died of natural causes. Yep. Um, sad stuff, but see, both lived a pretty dang good life. You made it to your 80s. Uh, Universal's annual Halloween Horror Nights is canceled this year at Universal Studios, which is a bummer. Uh, the Walking Dead World, uh, a couple of Walking Dead World news here. The Walking Dead World Beyond debuts October 4th, and then right after the finale for season 10 will finally air on October 4th. And then a week later, Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 will air October 11th. Uh, Taylor Swift shocks fans and drops new album Folklore last Friday. And that is your Fast Five. I like it. All right. And then the uh, the teaser for the articles this week will be Candy, Comic-Con, Mega Man, Mega Death, and Master of Star Warfighters. This is the news. Uh, popcorn M&Ms are on the way. Leave Ooh. it to M&Ms to get you out of your theaterless rut. A classic snack for moviegoers everywhere. The treat company is taking the pain out of combining here M&Ms and popcorn and instead going a much more direct route. Over the coming weeks, popcorn M&Ms should start popping up at stores and retailers across the country. It'll feature the classic milk chocolate exterior. Each candy is filled with the candy's crispy filling. In this case, the crispy part of the snack is flavored like popcorn. News about the new candy began surfacing earlier this week via snack tracking Instagram accounts. The treats will be available in three sizes, the mini single serving size bag, a regular shareable size bag, and a massive king size bag. They aren't your grandma's M&Ms. They are crispy rice center covered in milk chocolate with popcorn flavoring. And holy moly, they are amazing. We spotted them at a random tiny gas station in Florida, but they are heading out to all the grocery stores now. We are not sure how long they'll stick around, but we hope they stick around forever. Nope. Give these a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fitting with a put it in your mouth uh, Monday here. It is, know? yeah. Yeah. There's also, uh, you know, I didn't report, but I saw that uh, Kit Kat's releasing a limited uh, animal animal cookie uh hmm. flavor it's like a frosted pink with the sprinkles oh it's like those so, mother's uh, animal crackers yeah 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 i like those so right. um so anyways if you're into that i personally would just rather take m&m and mix it with a regular popcorn i don't need it uh, combined right but, uh, you know and it reminds me of those uh, uh popcorn flavored jelly bellies you ever have those where it's like it tries oh, to be yeah, popcorn they, flavored but it's just disgusting yeah, no, I'll just I'll eat. I'd rather just have the uh, the real thing. But yeah. uh, hard pass. So for as too. yeah, exactly. It is a hard pass. As a uh, as most any geeky person knows that uh, Comic Con at home was uh, over the weekend. Uh, started on the twenty second and had a couple of panels. Well, I'm just going to run down kind of the top ten panels here. 
um, and what what people were talking about because uh, it didn't seem like an overly big Comic Con. No, like, I was expecting like, some bigger news to come out, and it was I don't know, it was pretty light. It was kind of it was kind of ho hum for what it was. But uh, let's take a look at the top ten here. Okay. Um, number ten was a look inside Marvel's six one six on Disney Plus. While most of the MCU-related TV shows and movies have been delayed, there was a new docu-series about the Marvel Universe coming to Disney+. Marvel 616 explores the vast history of the company's comic book universe, um, and then there was a little panel of that. Um, that garnered 27,000 views. Okay. Um, Constantine, the 15th anniversary reunion. Keanu Reeves reunited with director Francis Lawrence and producer... Akiva Goldsman to talk about the making of the DC Comics movie back in 2005. That garnered 31,000 review, er, reviews, view, <laughs> just views. Just views. Um, zoom in to Exadia, the Dragon Prince. That garnered 32,000 views. The Dragon Prince voice actors and creators talk about the Netflix series as well as the book series. Find out more about the recently announced season four. Okay. Um, his Dark Materials virtual panel. I know nothing about this. It's an HBO 40, series. views. Okay, yeah. Find out more about the HBO series and expansive Q&A. So it looks like it had the uh, two of the actresses and the actor on there. Um, Amazon, Amazon Prime Video, The Boys. I do know about that. Garnered 50,000 views. Wow. <laughs> Ahead of Monday. season two. The Amazon original series panel features the cast talking about future episodes and what we can expect. There's also a new clip for season two. Um, and they've also announced that a season three is on the way. Um, number five had a Star Trek universe virtual panel at 59,000 views. Star Trek had a supersized panel to kick off the day during the event. Discovery, Picard and Lower Decks, which is the animated one and got a trailer were all discussed. They uh, learned about the new animated series, which will debut on Nickelodeon. Hmm. That's so weird. Star Trek on Nickelodeon. Right. Uh, number four, uh, AMC's Fear the Walking Dead got 60,000 views, uh, while AMC's The Walking Dead Universe had three panels for all of its shows. Two of them um, got the bigger ones, Fear the Walking Dead, which, as I said, in the Fast Five premieres October 11th. AMC's The Walking Dead got 75,000 views. The last ride for The Walking Dead is coming around the corner as the panel for AMC show revealed that season 11 is delayed, but season 10, which never even got wrapped up, will get bonus episodes. So the season <laughs> finale will be October 4th, which we'll see Maggie return. They've already spoiled it. So uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know how she comes back, but spoiler alert. Lauren Cohen's coming back. And then uh, for since season 11 hasn't been filmed yet, they have six episodes that were kind of just in the can that they weren't going to use. They're going to kind of roll that out as bonus uh, in uh, hmm. the springtime. So um, kind of the show a little long in the tooth, but there you go. Uh, Vikings, a look back with Loftbrox. It got 178,000 views. Wow. Uh, Vikings panel uh, featured the cast of the show talking about the final half of season six, season six, which will mark the end of the series. Um, so fans of uh, Vikings will uh, be fans of that. And then the number one panel this weekend was the New Mutants at 190,000 views. 
the top it was on thursday it was the long delayed new mutants movie um it's still shooting for an august 28th release fingers um, crossed and then on and then my opinion which was not in this article another fun panel that i watched this weekend was uh bill and ted uh three face the music it had alex winter it had Keanu Reeves, and uh, it was a fantastic panel. It was about a 32-minute one. Uh, you got to watch a new trailer. They talked more about the movie. It was hosted by Kevin Smith. It was a great panel. I actually enjoyed that. Did you get to watch any panels over the weekend? Only the New Mutants one. Uh, in fact, uh, I I couldn't make it through the panel itself. The host was just bugging the crap out of me but uh <laughs> skipped all the way to the end checked out you know the opening scene of the movie in the trailer i was excited about that i did check out the bill and ted 3 trailer uh looks so much funnier than the first trailer that they released but uh other than that no it's been a busy weekend and uh, i look forward to taking a little bit of time this week to get caught up yeah i tried to watch there was a simpsons panel and a family guy panel and i tried to get into those but i just couldn't they just they didn't have, like, I don't know, they were doing a lot of read through. So if you're into those, there's tons to watch on there. But uh, not bad for a free Comic-Con, but definitely didn't pack the punch that Comic-Con usually brings. Right, so, right. Yeah. Um, you can tell I didn't have a lot of stories, so I'm glad that one stretched out a lot. <laughs> um, there was something else that came out this weekend uh, that the, the uh, video game Mega Man, this is the only soundbite I have for it, well they have a movie coming out so it's gonna be a live action movie it has directors and they have news to share very soon hmm. so the blue bomber is trying to follow in the flu the footsteps of the blue blur which is sonic the hedgehog oh sonic the adventures deal go on <laughs> it appears we could find out soon as the Mega Man movies development has actually been progressing um so they're into the robotic aspect they're super excited they're not they're being very coy more or less, this is just a teaser uh, article saying that uh, Mega Man is going to be uh, the, the guys doing the movie are huge fans of the video game. They want to make sure it's done correctly. I don't know about a live action. I could see maybe a CGI version of this thing right. of it coming out. That would be awesome. But I don't know about live action. Well, time will tell. I, I knocked Sonic the Hedgehog and that surprisingly was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm of the same thought, you know. Sonic the Hedgehog, when I heard it was live action, I, was like, eh, I don't know, but there is hope. There is, and then here's help. Hello, me. It's <laughs> Mega Death. Dave Mustaine here. I created the world. <laughs> no, Dave Dave Mustaine, Mega Death. Dave Mustaine took part in virtual Mega Happy Hour on Friday, July twenty fourth, from his home in Tennessee. Well, if I still lived in California, but apparently he's not. in Tennessee now. Um, he, uh, he, he went on and was talking about the new Megadeth album. It said the new record's coming along. Great. We had a lot of setbacks like cancer. Well, I forgot. That's right. He had he did have cancer. <laughs> small setback. Um, no small setback. He has a tiny one. Um, but he said they're doing great. You guys are going to be surprised. Um, he doesn't know when the album will be out, but, uh, so far they've got eight songs and a couple of cover songs, but said that the album is going to be right up there with Countdown to Extinction, Rust in Peace, and probably Peace Cells. So um, it's going to be uh, one of those things that he's hyping up this album. Uh, <laughs> last album was Dystopia in 2017. And that one was I pretty hope, damn good, though. 
Yeah, it was a great album. So uh, excited for some new Megadeth, uh, especially if it's in the vein of the older Megadeth. That's uh, something I definitely like. And uh, saying hi to everybody tuning in. Thanks for uh, watching. And uh, that's it for entertainment news. We'll save the uh, the other story for another day because uh, it's time for birthdays. It's my The birthdays were real thin uh, today, so I stretched yesterday's and today's into one big pile of happy birthday cake. That works. Uh, yeah, right. So birthday, Sandra Bullock, 56 from Speed. Kate Beckinsale, actress, 47. Jason Statham, 53. Mick Jagger. Looks like he's 90-something, but he's 77. That's it. Uh, huh? Wrestler Triple H is 50. Wrestler Dolph Ziggler is 39. He's got a fun name, Ziggler. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, former baseball player, 44. And Donnie Yen, who is uh, Mr. IP Man in those uh, Kung Fu movies. He's in Rogue One and Mulan. He's 56. Those are your birthdays. That was your entertainment news. I'm out. All right. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we're going to do a feature we haven't done in a while because we've been off the last two Mondays. It is another edition of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. You won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. Now we're all over social media with many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Now, we also uh, are rebroadcast every evening on 13 stations across Northern California, Northern Nevada on the AUN TV network. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. And Ryan, who is uh, still out on a job, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink or on Instagram at names wink. Now it is Monday. Wink. We do. We do. We hope uh, uh, a speedy. I was going to say speedy recovery, but uh, you're not sick. You're just working. And we can't fault you for that. But uh, it is Monday. As I mentioned, we've missed the last two Mondays. We were on vacation two weeks ago. And then last week, uh, uh, you know what? We just weren't feeling it. So it's our show. We can do it. In any case, it is another edition of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Get in my belly! So in this feature, I go through fast food fare from around the world and ask my co-host, what do you put it in his mouth? Now, let's go ahead and start with uh, Subway in Poland, and a uh, you wouldn't expect this from a Polish dish, but uh, Subway has the Fiesta Mexicana in Poland. Of course, Subway's pita wrap chicken, uh, or Subway's pita wrap sandwich made with guacamole and Mexican spiced chicken strips would only be sold in Poland. It's been made available in other Eastern European markets like the Czech Republic as well. 
but there's no clear word on why it hasn't been featured in North America where the flavors originate. So the question is for you, Tony, the Fiesta Mexicana with guacamole and Mexican spiced chicken strips, would you put it in your mouth? How about no? (laughs) No, the reason why, because it's Subway. I I think Subway is disgusting, and I just – you know, like the sound of it, the chicken strips, the spicy chicken strips. I'm down with trying something like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like a terrible combination by no means, but I think it because it's Subway, it's not somewhere I'd be rushing. Especially if I'm out of country, you know. If I'm right. if I'm in Poland, that's not that's not a place I'm going to try. I'm not going out of country to try a Subway. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I know. Um, it doesn't sound terrible though. Okay, uh, the. Chicken wouldn't be my issue with that. It'd be more the guacamole because I can't imagine where in Eastern Europe uh, avocados are going to be nearly fresh to get to that location to make this, you know, this dish. So, absolutely, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Well, we won't see. It. I'm not trying it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. We're going to go to McDonald's in Singapore with the Shaka Shaka Chicken. Another fi- Shaka Shaka! <laughs> Another fixture of McDonald's stores in Singapore and other East Asian markets. Shaka Shaka Chicken is a do-it-yourself menu item in which you pour a packet of Chinese five-spice seasoning mix over a deep-fried chicken patty and shaka the components together in a wax paper bag. As in several other East Asian Asian nations, this and other McDonald's offerings are available for delivery. Tony, the do-it-yourself delight of Shaka Shaka Chicken, is it something you put in your mouth? Shaka Shaka. Yeah, I would. Just for the name alone. Just say I've eaten a Shaka Shaka. It's kind of a fun name. (laughs) My only concern with that is the do-it-yourself portion. You know, if I'm going to a fast food place, I'm going there for the whole point of that i don't have to do it myself yeah this kind of goes with uh, your uh, motto with uh, papa murphy's like i know you and i have discussed this a long right. time ago you don't do papa murphy's because you're like well it's lame you're like you just why do i have to cook if i'm gonna go buy a pizza I'm right buy a pizza that's done so you know so i get you on that one yeah right um other than that, that it sounds a good bummer, but yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. So I would try it. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, let's stick with McDonald's and M- McDonald's and it just says Asia, so it doesn't give a specific McDonald's. <laughs> One more from Japanese and other East Asian McDonald's locations. The EBI Filet-O is a breaded shrimp burger served on a Mc- uh, Big Mac roll with spicy sauce. The international chain's fusion of Eastern and Western culinary traditions also extends to their dessert menu with items like the green tea or Oreo McFlurry. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about the EBI Filet-O, which is a breaded shrimp burger uh, in spicy sauce. Tony, is it something you put in your mouth? Yes, I uh, I love uh, I, I love shrimp. I love spicy things. Um when you add breaded, I mean, it doesn't sound healthy by no means, but uh, definitely sounds interesting. Now, I'm I'm not one with the fish fillet. I think that's kind of weird. But, mm. uh, you know, with the shrimp thing, I would definitely give it a shot. I mean, the worst thing is it's disgusting and <laughs> gross. But, but, you know, the sounds of that with spicy sauce sounds uh, very interesting to me. So, yeah, I would definitely do it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about fast food shrimp. 
especially when it's sort of congealed and put into a deep fried patty, but you never know. It might be delicious. Yeah. This is where I know like Ryan would say yes to all these. Like exactly. he, he'd be down. He'd be down for now. He is a sort of a standing yes on these. Uh, I don't know if he's ever said said no to He's never said no. Never uh, has said no. Well, I'm I'm bound and determined even, to find something he would probably say no to, but you know, right. in the meantime we'll uh you know continue on with what we have. In this case we're gonna stick in China and go with the Dunkin' Donuts pork and spicy beef floss. That sounds very strange. Says whatever happened. <laughs> whatever happened to classics like maple glaze or chocolate with sprinkles? I guess in China they take sweet and savory to heart, even with their donuts. Referencing the dried coconut-like texture, the meat floss comes in two umami flavors for your morning pick-me-up: pork or spicy beef floss. And it looks like it's a uh, um, glazed donut with shredded, uh, freeze-dried floss for lack of a better term of either pork or spicy beef but the question is tony is it something you put in your mouth oh no this goes with my whole thing i don't want no meat on my donuts like the donuts are just like that nice sweet treat i don't need you know any beef or meat on top of that um (laughs) but uh especially like a floss like little shredded beef i'm assuming is what it is little shreds freeze dried Uh, yeah. yeah Nah, I'm good on that. I I would agree there. All right, let's move over to India, where Taco Bell has the Tikka Masala Burrito. If you think Taco Bell is all beef, cheese, and Doritos, then you've never heard of their international menu. I present the Tikka Masala Burrito, a twist on the classic Indian dish. This burrito is packed with grilled chicken, Mexican rice, onion, and cilantro, and tandoori mayo sauce. Indian-Mexican fusion, fourth meal. Um... Tony, the tikka masala burrito from Taco Bell in India, is it something you put in your mouth? And then I'd have to go find a toilet the very next day. I'd be on there for a while. Um, I do like tikka masala chicken. Um, I kind of find that to be very good. Uh, One of the girls I dated, uh, she was big on Indian food, and I was real scared to try it. And uh, I tried it, and I actually really like that. So um, Nice. I would I would ask for no onion on that, but uh, you know otherwise I would do it. Uh, be a little worried if, with it being from Taco Bell that uh, maybe it's keto time. So I'd <laughs> be a little leery of that, but I would try it. So. Okay, all right. You're getting more yeses out of me today than you normally would. I know it's it's odd, but uh, you know you never know. Maybe it's just the way you're feeling today. Mm, maybe. All right. Said yes to McDonald's, which is strange. Yeah. And let's move on to our final entry into this week's Put It In Your Mouth Monday. We're going, uh, sticking with Taco Bell, but going to Central America, UK, or Spain, where they have the Taco Bell Chocadilla, a quesadilla oozing in melted chocolate chips. Nothing more to say to it. It's basically just a tortilla with melted chocolate in the middle. Tony, for dessert, that sounds good to me. But uh, the question for you, would you put it in your mouth? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's if it's a dessert, I mean, it's not not a go to. It just it sounds like a real easy thing you could just make at home. But yeah, hey, you need a quick uh, sweet tooth fix. Uh, I'm sure that's just fine. It's a little weird. It's Taco Bell, but uh, yeah, chocolate tortilla. Why not? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, to be fair, a quesadilla is something you can make at home, too, but you go to Taco Bell for the ease of it. I think it would be good if it had like Nutella in it, maybe instead of just pure chocolate chips. 
Yeah, probably a little better. Yeah. That'll probably be in a future. Uh, put it in your mouth, like you'll you'll find out, like in some other country, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Well, folks, that does it for another edition of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. When we come back, we have a segment called You Should Have Learned. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on the previous shows, uh, boy, I just butchered that, on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Go ahead and head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can also get audio, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think. And as always, tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, before we head into our long break, wanted to talk about things that you should have learned. Uh, these are a compilation of uh, things that people have pulled up on Twitter that uh, you never really learned in school, but you probably should have. And uh, I'll go ahead and throw them out there, get Tony's thoughts, and you know, maybe there's something he knows, maybe there's not. And uh, you know, if you've learned one new thing today, then we did our job. Are you ready for it, Tone? Oh, I'm ready, brother. All right. So here's an example of what we're looking at uh, from Uberfax. In Vietnam, the Vietnam War is actually known as the American War. Makes sense, but a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, I actually did not know that, but I obviously it's it, it can't be when they get there and they call it the Vietnam War. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, Seeing it from the other side of the coin there, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But you never consider that considering most people are here in the U.S. and they figure, oh, it was the Vietnam War. Yeah. Oh, all right, moving on. Um, well, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the old joke that if you're in Mexico, you don't call it Mexican food, you just call it food. Right. You're just good. Yep. When you come to America, it's, yeah, it's American food. Huh. Here's okay. something you don't learn about ancient Rome. The Roman Emperor Caligula once declared war on Neptune, the god of the seas. His man, his men ran into the ocean and stabbed the water. I did not realize. It makes no sense. Could but, you imagine uh, watching that? I mean, to be fair, back in the Roman Empire, you know, there were period of time that, you know, everybody thought that the world was flat. Of course, there's a number of people who think that now, or that the uh, sun revolved around the earth and uh, that, you know, there were a number of gods out there who dictated everything that we did, including Neptune, the god of the seas, and that uh, they might actually do some damage if they stab at the water. Well, that, even if that did hurt it, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all, there's no way you'd ever win that. There was somebody who wow. ch who chimed in on that post. I don't know how true this is, but it says uh, Caligula declared victory, and his soldiers brought back chests full of seashells as proof. Oh boy! <laughs> Look what we found! I stabbed that water so good. Yeah, 
Look at those shells. It's it's bones. <laughs> it's our bounty. Yeah, oh, Here's one that uh, I guess if you are ever traveling to uh, London, you could always uh, awe somebody out. The London tube platforms have very different tiling because when the tube was originally built, a lot of people who used it there were illiterate, and the different tiling helped them know at what station they were at. That's cool. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I'd like, to, I'd like to go to London. I mean... After all this uh, crap passes, yeah. You know, good luck I, no go, going right now. Uh, yeah, no. You're only going as if you got a family thing. Got a friend right now that was able to go visit her sister out there, so <laughs> you you can do it with special clearance. But uh, for just normal vacation, yeah, probably not happen. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be nice once everything is done that uh, people can get out and travel a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. Have no idea where I'm gonna, where I'm going to go, but London might be one of those places. There you go. Hey, be good, mate. Here's one for people who like celebrations. The act of touching glasses to cheers comes from medieval suspicions of poisoning each other. So you'd slam mugs together to spill each other drinks into your own to show you trust that you weren't going to kill them. No, I actually did not know that. I didn't we know make that. sure next time it's not going to be a light little cheers. It's going to be a full on. Right. And probably and not something watch, you want to do sure with a champagne glass, you know. Yeah. That'll cause more destruction and, and cuts and trips to the emergency yeah. room just to make sure that uh, you're not being poisoned. I think it's probably a pretty good bet that that's not the case this day and age. That's crazy. I did not know that's why they did that. I didn't that's either. Cool. But that's what we're here for. Every day. Yep. All right, moving on. I guess snails can sleep up to three years when the weather doesn't suit them. Ooh, talk about sleeping in. Hmm, sounds like uh, one of my friend's uh, mother-in-law. All day sleeping, man. Pops out for like two minutes and goes back to sleep all day. <laughs> and I can enjoy Snail. it. I can enjoy a good sleep every now and then. I, uh, three years might be a little too much. Yeah, Chris Van Winkle there. Here's one that I don't know, uh, might have to do the math to figure it out, but uh, apparently pound for pound, movie theater popcorn is more expensive than filet mignon. Well, something around. They, they do charge a lot, yeah. Depends on how often you uh, go get popcorn. Or, you know. Right. And, you know, they're talking about weight. So, you know, they charge a lot. You get a lot of popcorn, but it's very light. So if you compare it to, you know, a, a filet that's heavy and dense, that might just be the case. Yeah, maybe. Did not realize that. Would not have guessed it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. You know, and again, who sits down and actually thinks about these types of things? Well, luckily, we've got uh, Twitter users who... Some uh, Somebody does. Yeah, yeah. That's not something that we have to spend our time doing. Speaking of which, uh, you know, we, as countries, basically measure the success of a uh, a country by uh, the gross national product, um, you know, how much a, a country earns. Well, for over four decades, the Bhutanese government has opted to measure progress through gross national happiness, placing great emphasis on the protection of the country's rich natural environment and the well-being of its citizens. Ah, if only we could live that way, right? Exactly. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Right. Of course, I say that, and I don't know anything about the Bhutanese government, but, uh, you know, they could be, you know, tyrannical and, and awful, but, uh, you know, 
hopefully not the case if they're measuring progress through happiness. Exactly. <laughs> you like to think, you like to stay positive and think it's uh, it's all good. So Yeah. All right, let's move on to, let's see if this even makes sense. So uh, when you look at a flower, some of the photons that entered your eye just ended a 100,000-year journey from the center of the sun. Nobody else sees them, just you. 10% of those will give up, give up their energy to cause a chemical, react, chemical reaction that literally makes them a part of you. Um, I don't know if I can wrap my head around all of that science, but uh, it sort of makes sense. You know, what we see as far as colors and, and all of that, uh, more than just a flower, is a reflection of the light, the sun's energy coming back. And uh, so I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, kind of. Again, as long as you're not trying to wrap your brain too much around it, it makes sense. I think so. Here's one that's uh, very apropos to the time says, if social distancing has you down, just remember that Shakespeare most likely wrote King Lear, Macbeth, and Antony and Cleopatra, some of their, his biggest ones, during a plague-inspired quarantine between early 1605 and late, teen, late 1606, which makes sense. I mean, we're seeing a lot of creativity coming out right now from those who are forced to do nothing but create. Yeah, that's uh, that's the looking at some of the positives throughout all these negatives um, that, you know, a lot of musicians are getting albums done. They're uh, a lot of people are writing. A lot of movies are being uh, not filmed, but, uh, but written you know, and, and planned written and ready. Yeah. A lot of plans are in place for uh, when things can get back to somewhat normal. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, you know, yeah, you, you always got to try to find the positives and the negatives. Makes sense. Ooh, here's one that's the stuff of nightmares, and I'm going to post this up on our Facebook page so you guys can share in the uh, cringeworthiness, but uh, babies house their adult teeth below the eyes and in the chin. So here's what it looks like, and there's a picture of it. Um, this is terrifying. It's basically teeth on top of teeth and obviously teeth underneath teeth. Um, for adolescents and obviously as you know kids grow up they lose their baby teeth the adult teeth move in but whoo, i can't look at that too much longer okay if it's mortifying you it's it's definitely worth a look but maybe not too long <laughs> don't look into the light <laughs> and then finally as we head into our long break here's something for our uh, fans that live in uh, our favorite state aside from the ones we Talk live in America's penis, Florida. If you're attacked by a gator and your arm is in its jaws, don't push, don't pull. If you can push the flap open at the back of its throat, water rushes in and it starts to drown and its jaws will open, hopefully releasing you. So uh, good to know if you're ever attacked by a gator. Don't think it's an everyday sort of uh, hack, but uh, you know what? You never know, especially if you are... Uh, especially how calm how calm would you be? Like, all right, this gator's chomping on me. I'm just going to tickle the back of your throat, and uh, I'm free. Yeah. Yeah, I still think you're 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 going to be panicking, and you're not really going to think of that. But uh, if you can, in that slow moment, uh, hopefully you can think about that. Exactly. Well, think about this. We are headed into our long break. When we come back, we have our call-in topic. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks. This is the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Tony is my co-host for the day. Tony, how you holding up here in the second hour? Oh, well, now that I just got up and walked around, I'm doing good. That whole seven-minute break, I sat and talked and then uh, realized I needed to at least get moving a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the first hour went by quick, uh, ready for hour two, and uh, it's Monday. So there's that for everybody. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we make your uh, Monday a little bit easier, obviously, at the start of the week. And, uh, you know, we'll be here all week long and then uh, taking you into the weekend on Friday. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. you got to start somewhere. Exactly. Well, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you guys, the listeners, the viewers, to call in at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. At the end of this segment, on the subject that we're about to bring up, and uh, let us know what you think. Now, speaking of that subject, uh, this one actually came to me sort of out of the blue. I was scrolling through Facebook on Friday, and a uh, meme came up from The Green Mile. And uh, Green Mile, fantastic movie. I love that movie. And uh, I was a little on the hungry side at that point and thought, you know what? What would I order if I had to order a last meal? Say I was on The Green Mile, I was on death row for whatever the crime was, I got to choose anything in the world that I wanted. What would it be? And so it got me thinking and obviously wanted to pose it to you guys, our listeners. Have you ever thought about what your final meal would be? Now, before I give mine, let's turn it over to you, Tony. What would you choose for your final meal? Can it be an array? Can it be like a little buffet of things? Absolutely. Okay, then it would be hey, the most expensive piece of steak. Big, juicy steak uh mashed potatoes mac and cheese some of these jim and nick little biscuits that's a barbecue place um (laughs) samantha would be surprised because she thinks all i eat is cheeseburgers um so you know i i would ask for a like have you got to have an in and out burger somewhere on the side there um Giordano's deep dish uh, sausage pizza. You know, I'd have, I wouldn't be able to eat it all. I sure as hell would sample everything one last time. So, uh, an array of things right there that just be a couple of the things I could think of. And then a, uh, yeah, nice strawberry cheesecake for dessert. Right. If I can make it to that point. Yeah. yeah. Cap it off. And obviously, you know, if you're not feeling so well at the end, you know, you're still going to power it down because let's face it. Nothing's going to happen afterwards, so. Yeah, you're on the way out anyways. Why not? 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, for me, it's actually pretty similar. It would be a uh, Roos Chris Filet Mignon. Um, obviously, the largest one that they offer. Medium rare with extra butter. You know, they, they sear it in that, that, I mean, extremely hot butter. And, oh, it's so good. Uh, with a side of their um, uh, uh, cream spinach. Oddly enough, uh, you know, I'm not a, not a huge vegetable guy, but their cream spinach is fantastic. Um, I would have some sort of mac and cheese. Not exactly sure from where, but I do love some mac and cheese. Like you, Tone, uh, not a Giordano's pizza, but a huge slice of just a New York cheese pizza. The greasier, the better. Uh, nothing better than a New York pizza. And then to cap everything off, oh, before I get to the dessert, for a drink, it would be an ice-cold um, uh, uh, bottle of Mexican Coke. You know, the one that made is made with the, the real cane sugar. The real not, sugar, Exactly, yes, not yes. the high fructose corn syrup. Uh, you know, real sugar there. And then, like I said, to cap things off for dessert, it would be my most favorite dessert of all time. When they get it right, I'm talking about the Chili's Molten Chocolate Lava Cake. It's that little uh, sort of flourless cake that's uh, topped with a big old heaping scoop of vanilla ice cream. has that crunchy chocolate on the top, and then obviously when you cut into it, you know, it just oozes out molten chocolate lava, and uh, oh, sounds so good. It does. There's a, there's so many good food out there, you know, whether it's good for you, who knows, but if it's your last meal, whew, there's a lot you could jam on there, so I definitely would have a hell of a list, and couldn't get to everything, but sure would try. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel bad for the people who don't get to choose yeah, obviously they deserve to be there if they are getting the death penalty. But at the same time, you know what? Let's give them a good meal to go out on. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. you get Subway. That's your last meal. Oof. Oh, so sad. <laughs> and Seven Eleven taquitos, right? Yay! Mm. And if you were a bad person, that's what you get. <laughs> Well, folks, that's what we would do for our last meals. We are about to open the phone lines to you guys. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. If you were spending your last day on the Green Mile, what would be your pick for a final meal? And it could be a smorgasbord just like we picked out, but uh, the tastier the better, that's for sure. When we come back, we open the phone lines to you. Again, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, and we will be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic where we want to hear from you guys at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. And we're talking about if you were on death row, what would be your final meal? Yummy! We gave you guys ours. We want to hear yours. And, of course, you know, anytime you're talking about food in the morning, especially if it's good food, our tummies are rumbling. I don't know about yours, Tone, but mine sure is. 
Yeah, you know, just the thought of like uh, the good, like our last meals and stuff, you, the wheels get turning and you're like, huh, sounds really good. I mean, I'll be at work all day, so I, uh, I no, no yummy food unless I pack it. So. Right, right. And no samples to go and uh, snack on, right? No, no. And I found it's hard, like uh, when, when things get tight, like I wanted to get my crew this like really good pizza and uh you know, with delivery, there's a lot of contactlessness. So you have to set up a meeting point uh, for delivery. Uh, it was such a pain in the butt. I had to settle with Domino's the other day and <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it was better than nothing, but uh, you know, I find when you are working, it's a little more limited what you can do. So that kind of sucks. Makes sense. The funny thing is obviously if you're ordering pizza and you know, the fact that you work at Costco, Costco is known for having pretty good pizza, but you don't want it since you work there. No, no, you've been there. I had nothing on them. They have good pizza, but after uh, 20 years of being uh, around it, I'm good. Yeah, hey, I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we are waiting for you guys to call in 844-790-TALK. you. 844-790-8255. You can always chime in on our Facebook page as well. But while we're waiting, I'm going to run through a list of uh, final meals from some more notorious uh, inmates, serial killers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and get your input, Tony, on uh, if this is a worthwhile meal. For instance, Victor Fugare, don't know who he is, but 28 years old from Iowa, Charged with kidnapping and murder, death by lethal injection in 1963, his final meal was a single olive with the pit in it. Oof. Sounds like a hell of a... What a, what a last meal that was. Jeez. Ugh. Yeah. I, 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 the fact that he could choose that, I don't know if he was protesting something, but that would definitely not be on my list. No. No, definitely not. No, olives are not bad, but I just that would not be the uh, last meal I would have. <laughs> this one might be. So John Wayne Gacy, 52 years old of Illinois, uh, charged with rape and 33 counts of murder, death by lethal injection in 1994. His final meal was 12 fried shrimp, a bucket of original recipe KFC french fries, and a pound of strawberries. Well, he went he went all out, didn't he? He was a piece of crap. He but, was, but uh, he didn't have to yeah. worry about the cholesterol, that's for sure. No, yeah, he went big. He was a big dude anyhow, so there you go. <laughs> but strawberries that, would be that'd be a that'd be a delicious treat too. So. I'm not a big strawberry guy. You know, I, I'd go no? more yeah. I, I like pineapple. Oddly Ooh, enough, not on my pizza, too. but uh pineapple. Not on your pizza, but yeah, pineapple is delicious. I like pineapple yep. as well. And folks, we are talking about final meals if you were on death row. What would you choose? Again, give us a call right now. 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Let's move on with the list. Timothy McVeigh, 33 years old of Indiana, 168 counts of murder, death by lethal injection in 2001. He was the guy who blew up the, uh, he was the Oklahoma City bomber, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, he was, yep. Um, here's one that I might choose. Two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That was it, huh? That Just was ice it. Cream? Yeah. Hmm? But that is my All favorite right. ice cream. And uh, depending yeah. on what brand you go I with. Love, oh, so I good. love, yeah, mint chocolate chip is great. Took the boys to Baskin Robbins over the weekend and had to get two scoops of it. Just so good. Yeah, it is great ice cream. 
Moving on, Ricky Ray Rector. Yes, that is his name. <laughs> 42 years Ricky old. Ricky Ray Rector, triple R. <laughs> 42 years old of Arkansas. Two counts of murder, death by lethal injection in 1992. His final meal was steak, fried chicken, cherry Kool-Aid, and pecan pie. Okay. I, mean, I don't know about that cherry so Kool-Aid, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, going to have some Kool-Aid for Triple R. Have you had Kool-Aid recently? Is it still like eight pounds of sugar like it was when we were kids? Oh, I'm sure it is. I have not had Kool-Aid in a long time. I remember... You really like you had those cool little packets and you had to dump it in. Uh -huh. But but if you didn't add the sugar, that was the problem. You could stir and stir and stir, but uh, just nothing. Well, and if I remember correctly, it was like eight cups of sugar to make a uh, a pint, um, you know, or, or a pitcher of Kool Aid with the little packet and then water. Yeah. And uh, oof. Yeah. Yeah, you have to make sure you put a lot in there. It's funny, Kendra chimed in. She said maybe he chose ice cream because hell was going to be hot. <laughs> it, it's possible. I love it. Folks, we do want to hear from you. We've got about six minutes left in this segment of what your final meal would be. Again, that call in number 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll free from anywhere in the world. So, hey, you could be in a Chinese prison right now and let us know what you're thinking. But... Let's move on with our list. Earl Forrest, 66 years old of Missouri, triple homicide, death by lethal injection in 2016. His choice for final meal, steak, pasta, fruit plate, sliced tomatoes and cucumbers, chocolate cake, and milk. Um, I don't know about the sliced tomatoes and cucumbers, but everything else sounds pretty good there. Yeah, I would have skipped the cucumbers and tomato part myself. Yeah. <laughs> The interesting thing, and, and I don't know if these are just sort of stock photos that people pulled or if somebody actually photographed these final meals, but people have pictures of exactly what these people ordered, and they're all a little bit different, which makes me think that maybe they were the actual final meals. Hmm. Be just, interesting. Who knows? Just a thought. The interesting, other interesting thing is, aside from this next one, they all had metal silverware. Whereas this next one was like on styrofoam, Dixie plates, and uh, plasticware. Steven Anderson, 49 years old of California, burglary and assault, escaped prison, seven counts of murder, death by lethal injection in 2002. His choice were two grilled cheese sandwiches, a pint of cottage cheese, hominy and corn mixture, peach pie, chocolate chip ice cream, and radishes. Ah, uh, that's a whole lot of whole lot of food and uh that's all good minus the radishes is strange to me yeah i wonder if the radishes were just sort of an f you to the person who was uh doing the lethal injection to have the worst breath possible maybe wow <laughs> Ooh, this one looks like a good breakfast wow ted bundy 43 years old in florida charged with ooh. With rape, necrophilia, prison escape, 35-plus counts of murder, death by electric Jeez. chair in 1989. I think that was a fitting death for him. His final meal uh, was given the traditional last meal, which was steak, medium rare, eggs over easy, hash browns, toast with butter and jelly, milk and juice. Uh, definitely not a last meal, but actually sounds like uh, what I had for breakfast on over the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say... 
it's kind of crazy. The more I think about it, like some of these guys, and you know, you haven't talked about any girls or anything yet, but uh, it, it just for as like horrible they are, they were. It's like, how do they get a last meal? Wouldn't it like the ultimate be like, well, you, you're going anyways, you get nothing, right? Kind of weird, you know what I mean? I right. don't know, like or why oatmeal, do they get a last just something, meal? yeah, just something yeah, plain. You and... get, you know what? You get, you get, you get uh, a, you know, something from Subway. <laughs> you get you get what you get right right uh speaking of getting what you get actually in this case uh looks uh, again pretty damn good oscar ray bolin jr 53 years old of america's penis florida three counts of murder death by lethal injection in 2016 got a ribeye steak medium rare a baked potato with butter and sour cream a salad made of iceberg lettuce cucumber and tomato baked garlic bread lemon meringue pie and uh he took a Note out of my book, a bottle of Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola, no big deal. Oh, it's good. I love that pure cane sugar Coca-Cola. It sells really well. We, I mean, at work, we, we sell quite a bit of it. Last so. three times I've been, you guys have been out. Yeah, it, it sells great. Yep. We've got a couple minutes left, still time enough for somebody to chime in if they'd like to. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. But let's move on with our list of uh, people who got uh, either the needle or the electric chair, but what their final meals were. Like Stephen Frederick Spears, 54 years old in Georgia. Murder was his charge. Death by lethal injection in 2016. He ordered a large meat pizza uh, looks pretty damn good again. It's uh, pepperoni and sausage and, and ham and, you know, again, not not great for the heart, but that heart wasn't going to be beaten for too much longer anyway, so <laughs> might as well go with no, it. No, I figure you're on the way out that uh, you, you might as well eat as much as you can because who gives a crap you're about to go anyways, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of uh, people who could give a crap, Angel Nieves Diaz, 55 years old, also of Florida, charged with murder, kidnapping, robbery, got death by lethal injection in 2006, declined a meal, was served the regular prison meal instead, but also declined that. So he had absolutely nothing. That's kind of how I feel most of them should get. <laughs> she can get. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, why, why, why are you giving them this option? It's like, no. You took a bunch of people's lives, and you were a piece of crap human being. So uh, guess what? You can eat a turd sandwich. You ain't getting it. Yeah. Here's one. Ronnie Lee Gardner, 49 years old of Utah. Burglary, robbery, two counts of murder. Death by, wow, I didn't even know this still existed. Death by firing squad in 2010. Huh. Ooh. Okay. Lobster tail, steak, apple pie, vanilla ice cream, all eaten while watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, okay. So he was was he was that his request to watch that? I guess so. And then and then get shot like yep. while watching it. I guess if you are going to be uh, shot by firing line, maybe a little extra request because that's not a good way to go. Oh no! All right, and finally, as we head into the break, apparently your doppelganger Tony is this final person, Christopher Brooks, fifty-four. Uh, sorry, 43 years old, out of Alabama, charged with hey, Miami. <laughs> death by lethal injection in 2016. His final meal was two peanut butter cups and a Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh. 
Yeah. That, so, that'd be the doppelganger part. I'm like, did the guy look like me? No. But no, uh, no he was Dr. Pepper drinker. Exactly. Diet, yeah. Well, folks, that does it for final meals. When we come back, we have employers rejects, the reason why hiring managers ended up rejecting possible candidates. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 27th. Now, we have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. You know how it works. You call in. You leave a message after the beep. We listen to it, and if it's entertaining enough, we'll put it together and put it out on a future show. Maybe you want to chime in on a final meal that would be your pick if you happen to be on death row. Obviously, it's purely hypothetical, but uh, we like talking about food in the morning sometimes, and there were some really good choices in there. Now, in order to leave a message on the Phoenix line, you have to call the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. And again, keep it entertaining. We will put those out in a future show. Now, with this next segment, I wanted to revisit hiring. Obviously, last week we uh, had a segment where we talked about... uh, Uh, job positions and and people who uh, set unrealistic expectations when uh, posting a job either online or during the interview. Here we wanted to take sort of the opposite side of the hiring in why hiring managers or directors uh, passed on somebody uh, just because they either weren't prepared for an interview or they did something so idiotic that uh, they obviously weren't hired. We live in an era right now where people tend to feel a little entitled, um, but when you're going in for a job interview, you want to be the best you. Maybe not the case in these certain cases. Uh, Tony, just before we get into the list, you've hired people. Any come to mind of people who just absolutely blew the interview? Yeah, you usually, uh, we've had quite a bit. I mean, I've interviewed so many people. Um, you can usually tell in their tone and demeanor. Um, usually a red flag for me is when they get defensive, um, where they're like, like one of the questions will be, um, give me a time, you know, you handled a, a difficult uh, situation with something along those lines, a difficult situation with a coworker and how did you resolve it? I don't know if that's the exact verbiage for it, but. Along those lines, and usually when they say something like, well, you know, I deal with it my, with myself because if I, you know, if I don't want to go to a manager, I will just work on it myself and I will do, you know, then you can tell in their voice and their demeanor, you can kind of tell, are they going to get along well with others? Because, I mean, realistically, we work with so many people that not everybody is going to be up to the high expectation levels we have. Um, you do get uh, younger and older, so I won't just lump it into one category, but mm. uh, you got some people that don't pull their weight and they are a little on the lazy side and uh, <laughs> frustrates others that are currently there. So you try to picture bringing somebody new into the mix. How are they going to react to that person that's already kind of in that role? And, uh, you know, I've been turned off. I've actually had one lady, she interviewed really well. 
up until that last question, she left such a sour taste in my mouth. There was just like, I just knew like if we brought her on, like it just she would drama. have she'd have a lot of attitude and it would bring a lot of uh, negativity to the team. So yeah, fair enough. So that that's a huge turnoff for me when it comes to that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've been in that position before, and again, it it's a lot of people who walk in feeling like they have the job already, and uh, you know maybe their resume bolsters things that they didn't necessarily do, and they think that oh they're never going to check references. Well, guess what? We do. We do check references. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got it. You got to check them. Got it. Got to hear some good feedback for sure. Exactly. So running down a list of uh, some of the more uh, crazy interview candidates and uh, you know why they were obviously rejected. This first one, HR director here. Here are just a few over the years. First one was told to give an interview for a manager position for some girl right out of college. There's your first red flag. Could tell it was somebody pulling strings because she had no experience in the field and her degree was in criminal justice. This was an IT position. Why, why would you hire somebody in a management IT position, a highly specialized skill, to somebody right out of college with no experience just because somebody's trying to pull some spring, strings? Well, there you go. Here's one, had a guy with a killer resume, all the credentials, come in for an interview. Though it was going to go well, he instead was drunk and high. He couldn't even string a full sentence together. You ever run into uh, somebody show up for their uh, uh, interview drunk or high? Yeah, we've had, uh, I, I got, you could get the sense that I had a, that I've had a few intoxicated people at times. Um but you know, we drug screen on the on the fly, so if they would have made it, they probably wouldn't have passed. Um what would be great is if they asked you a few drug tests when they're obviously Right, yeah. right, yeah. No, we've had I had one guy show up and you could tell like he uh didn't put forth an effort for presentation, like he didn't present himself well. And I think he did partake a little on the uh sticky icky beforehand uh, did not make it to the next round because his answers were not good enough to warrant that so yeah this next one we were talking about calling references here's a perfect example uh, best one was calling a reference a guy had left for me quote is yeah stan's a nice guy shows up on time keeps to himself if you need someone to warm a chair for eight hours he's your guy if you want someone to do a little more work i got a cinder block here that's a little more motivated <laughs> <laughs> that's straight honesty you know and uh you don't get a lot of people like you gotta be a little smarter than that like if you're gonna leave references don't leave uh any reference of a place you did not do a good job at right and if you're leaving references let the people know that you're leaving them as a reference so they don't get a call out of the blue yeah but that was an honest answer and i like that yep the other thing if you're going in for a job interview don't take for granted those that are interviewing you for instance this person writes, I'm the only girl in my department, had a candidate come in, breeze through the technical interview, and then it was time for the peer interview with me to make sure he would fit the team. He shook my hand and then expressed surprise that they let the secretaries interview people for an IT position. Bad move. Yep, bad move. You assumed and you made an ass out of you. <laughs> so you did not get the job there, buddy. Yep. That was a big fat news. Nope, nope, never assume. All right, uh, here's one. Again, going back to something we were just talking about. 
I was good friends with our local HR person at a previous job. We're talking about a promising prospect. She asks if I have time to help by asking the technical questions. I agree. We sit down with a rather clean-cut, late 20-something guy. Before we even get started, he says, quote, just to get this out of the way, I smoke a lot of pot. Is that going to be an issue? The HR lady says, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Prospect says, alrighty then, sorry I wasted your time. Gets up and he leaves. Well, at least they didn't progress with the uh, interview. Um, he just showed up and that was the wasted time was just showing up. There's nothing worse like what I see is people that actually show up, do the interview, get hired, and then work about a shift or two, and then they quit. Like there's so much work that goes into hiring somebody that it kind of stinks when they get to that portion. So at least right. he saved him a lot of time there. Yeah, I appreciate you know him being candid, and you know it, it didn't work out and, the way he needed it yeah. to. And he loved his Mary Jane. He wasn't about to give her up. So <laughs> exactly. kudos, Peter Parker. Uh, here's the other thing that you know we're finding: a lot of people straight out of college expect every work environment to be like uh, Google and and uh, you know some of these tech companies where they're super progressive. This one says, I had a recent college grad interview for a job, asked if we had a nap room, said his doctor required him to take it an hour nap a day. If he got hired, he will provide the appropriate medical records, but requires a nap room. He also asked if when he got hired, if he would be one of those bosses of the developers who interviewed him. I asked why, and he said he felt off about the developer and said he would let him go. He then asked where his office would be located and whether they would compensate him with stock options or ownership. Finally, he entered, ended the interview with asking, uh, with, boy, words are hard. Finally, he ended the interview saying he had a 3 p.m. appointment and it was nice to talk to me. I asked him to leave. He was applying for an entry-level support analyst position. Don't go in with cocky attitude thinking you're going to be manager right away and uh, get a nap room. I want a nap room. Yeah. I do too. And if there is a doctor out there that's going to write that kind of note, please. I, I need that. Like <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, I would, I would, t I would take advantage of a damn nap room. I need, like, I need a nap. <laughs> I would, I would be all about that. Oh, that would be awesome. But you know, it's work. You don't get a nap. Yes. Well, especially you don't go in thinking you're going to be running the show. I, that kind of bothers me. We do. That's what, that's a pet peeve of mine. Like with some, they, sometimes people are not humble enough to come from one, you know, one side of a business to the next and, you know, no, you got to get your feet wet. You got to yeah. pay your dues. You got to earn it and you got to show you want it. Now it's great to mention like, Hey, if I get hired, I have aspirations to get to this, you know, but, but do it the appropriate steps. Like you're not walking in off the street as a manager. There's a lot of people there that are currently going through the supervisor levels and they're crawl you know, they're rising right. the ranks to get there, you know? Yeah. I appreciate ambition, but not assumption that they're automatically going to yeah. be a manager. Yeah. Just yeah. For You're not guaranteed up. nothing. Yeah. Yep. And plus it's kind of tough. You go into an established place and if you're a new, it's not their fault that they, they get promoted, but sometimes the, the newer ones that uh, they do move up fast because of previous experience. I can tell you history in all my years there, it does not typically go well, you know, it nope. rubs people the wrong way. And uh, you know, but again, it's uh, it's a lot more pressure on them too, because they have to learn the culture and everything. So it's, 
kind of a sticky situation at times. Yep. Finally, speaking of sticky situations, as we head into our break, here's another case where honesty is not always the best policy, especially if you're trying to impress somebody. It says, I work in a financial institution. I had a person say that they cannot work more than four hours a day and only on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She did not want to interfere with her welfare benefits. She also asked what we would do if there was cash missing at the end of the shift. I would say oh, hire yeah. her right Red, away. <laughs> yeah, definitely make her employee of the month. Like, the, you know, yeah. there's one thing to accommodate, but geez Louise, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. She's not finding a, a good job anytime no, soon. But no, folks, she's not. We are headed into our final break where we come back with this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll drop a little knowledge. We'll drop a few laughs. And we'll have a little fun. We'll see you guys in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the final segment of a Monday, July 27th episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or you can get audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Why, yes, I am. <laughs> you always say yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Now, being that this is the last segment of the show, as we do each and every day, while Tony's not here, I'm going to go. I mean, Tony is here. Ryan's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe mentally I'm not here. Physically, I am here. Mentally, that could be. maybe not. That could be. Yeah. But luckily, it is the final segment, so uh, you know you can get to your nap uh, sooner rather than later, but not before we take you through this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history. With your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. And in this segment, we go through the things that happened this day in the past. Uh, hopefully drop a little knowledge on you, make you laugh a little bit, provide a little insight, and uh, see what Tony can flippo and see what uh, I can flippo as we go along. So uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with this day in 1501, Nicholas Copernicus the astronomer and mathematician, is formally installed as a canon of Frauenburg Cathedral. So uh, I guess he was there to bridge the gap between the church and science, and Copernicus is obviously one of the best-known names in astrology, or astronomy, not astrology, that would be uh, what sign you are, uh, but uh, I forget what his contribution was. Was it uh, the uh, sun or the earth rotates around the sun was it that the world is round i don't quite remember but if you guys know feel free to chime in on our facebook page hey, Scott! copernicus <laughs> i know him <laughs> here's a guy who probably made a ton of money this day in 1586 walter raleigh later sir walter raleigh be, uh, brings the first tobacco to england from virginia 
He got a lot Mr. of people hooked on smoking. Raleigh, Bring tobacco to the states now. <laughs> <laughs> he actually brought it back to England from the states, but uh, you know he was the, I guess, the impetus of big tobacco. You know why? Because he's Mr. Rowley. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Crowley. <laughs> that, little Aussie that reference. Song, that song has been stuck in my head for like a week, and somebody at work's like, oh, is that your favorite Aussie song? I'm like, no, it's just in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good song. Moving on, this day in 1861, Union General George McClellan takes command from McDowell of the Potomac Army. Uh, obviously, that was at the beginning of the um, Civil War. And obviously, being on the Union side, um, you know, fought the South. And the Potomac is sort of the bridge between the North and the South on the uh, East Coast. Yep, and that was the Mick, Mick, the Mick meeting of the mines at McDonald's. A lot of Mick's <laughs> going McClellan. on there. McClellan. This day in 1866, the Atlantic Telegraph Cable was successfully laid. It was 1,686 miles long, and I assume it ran up the Atlantic coast. Um, and then obviously Telegraph led way to the telephone, which uh, led way to what we're dealing with now in the communications age. Yeah, creative people, man. Like to, to think of a way to do that and come up with something that cool. I mean, it's... You know, people can be very smart and people can be real dumb. In this scenario, very smart. Very smart. Very smart. Speaking of very smart or not very smart, here's a guy who, boy, he inflicted a lot of pain on himself, uh, not only by cutting off his ear, but in 1890, Dutch painter Vincent van Gogh shoots himself in Auvers-sur-Ouise, I don't know where that is, and dies of his injuries two days later. Wow. Talk about I thought uh, I thought you were talking about Mick Foley, the wrestler, because he got his ear cut off. That dude used to jump off cages through. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh... that's who I was picturing. But Van Gogh, you're right. He did because there was a uh, garbage pail kid I had where (laughs) he had cut his ear. No, I'm serious. He had cut his ear off like in that weird art style. Yeah, I think it was like Vince Van Gogh or something like Ear go or some weird name. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, Vincent Van Gogh did it for a woman. He thought uh, he'd impress her by cutting his ear off. Boy, that guy had some issues. Nope, no girl. I'm sorry, is worth uh, chopping a piece of your body part off, or any of your uh, body parts off. Yeah, just ask uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh yeah, good for you. <laughs> choppy choppy. All right, this day in 1909, Orville Wright tests the first U.S. Army airplane flying for one hour, 12 minutes, and 40 seconds. Obviously, that was well after their first flights of other airplanes where uh, people were inexplicably hanging onto the wings, and I can't imagine those lasted uh, quite quite as long as this one-hour flight. No, that's good. It started, and uh, now we have modern-day aviation. Speaking of modern day and people that we can certainly appreciate this day in 1921, Frederick Banting and Charles Best isolate insulin at the University of Toronto. And insulin is obviously such a vital part of medicine today, especially in the diabetic community. Yes. And there was something I saw. There's a bill going around. They're trying to make insulin cheaper 
for everybody, which would be a good thing. That if they can actually good. get that signed, yeah, that'd be a good thing. Yeah. Well, this day in uh, 1947, obviously baseball is back. Yogi Berra, a yo boo boo, starts his record 148 game errorless streak, and obviously uh, held that record for quite a long time. I don't know if anybody even surpassed it. I don't think they have. Hey, boo boo! Every time they say Yogi Berra, <laughs> I got Yogi Berraism. Yes, the baseball player, not the bear. Moving on. Bird, this- Yogi. <laughs> This day in 1953, North Korea and the United Nations sign an armistice to stop fighting and divide Korea at the 38th parallel, obviously beginning the struggle between North Korea and South Korea and uh, people like Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il that we still get uh, uh, to deal with today. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Hans. Hans Bricks. <laughs> Good to see you. All right. Uh, Speaking of civil rights, actually, we didn't speak about it before, but we are now. This day in 1962, Martin Luther King Jr. is jailed in Albany, Georgia. Doesn't say what the charge is, but my guess is disturbing the peace. Yeah. Great activist, great man. (laughs) This next one we talked about, uh, um, you know, him being uh, not excommunicated, but uh, deported. This day in 1977, John Lennon is granted a green card for permanent residence in the U.S. So it looks like he found his way back. Obviously lived another, let's see, he died in 1980, I want to say. So another three yep. years before he was killed uh, by a That's crazy because we talked about this a week ago, right? We did. Like, uh, yeah. How he was booted from the U.S., now he's back in. And uh, probably would have been better if he didn't get back in. He might have uh, still been around. So. Yep. You just never know. Yep. All right. Here's a guy who's a permanent fixture in the uh, the malls of Vegas. 1984. Reds Pete Rose collects his record 3,503rd career single versus Philadelphia. Later on, eternally shamed and uh, not even given an opportunity for the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame is a sham for baseball. It is. It, it, it is. I mean, you want to hold these records, but you don't want to give the guy his due, you know, just cause he did something crappy. I mean, dude, he's a bona fide hall of famer, you know, it's agreed. I could, I could go into a whole rant about that <laughs> stuff, you know? Well, unfortunately we don't have time for a full rant. We are nope. under our last minute of the show. So let's get into a few holidays. Today is uh, national bagpipe appreciation day, which uh, nobody can appreciate a bagpipe. That is my stance. It is Gary Gygax day. The guy who created Dungeons and Dragons. It's National <laughs> National Scotch Day, which uh, I might need one after this. Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. I like Scotch. Scotch in my belly. And then finally, if Ryan was here, today is National Take Your House Plants for a Walk Day, which he could do with uh, Fern Troyer. But folks, that does it for another Laura episode. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We will see you then. In the meantime, enjoy your Monday. <laughs>